Hello, it is just Jen here today with something a little different for you. I recently had people submit questions for a free office hour that I was hosting and I had 12 awesome questions about burnout and marketing and routines and basically like ultimately the question is like how do I move forward in my business in a way that works best for me and honors my humanness. I had 12 beautiful questions to dive into and I recorded an office hour because my flagship group program Your Simple and Spacious Business is opening for enrollment again this week which is very exciting this is a very exciting launch because it is the last time to join us inside before the price increases for the rest of the year this program is amazing if I say so myself and so I wanted to share with you the office hour recording so a hopefully there can be something in here I might answer to some of these questions that can be supportive and encouraging for you in this season of your business and also give you a sneak peek of what you can expect inside I host office hours twice a month inside your simple spacious business you can submit questions whenever you're feeling stuck, overwhelmed, in need of some encouragement and support, I dive into them twice a month in a video recording. And that's just one of the awesome things you get inside. There's also a library of 22 at this point, 22 monthly coaching workshops basically that you can dive into at whatever pace that works best for you. I dive into topics such as your business vision, your marketing, creating a launch plan, putting your needs on the table in your business. And every month I create a new coaching workshop to add to the vault. There's also a vault of all of my courses and programs and digital products for you to dive into. We have a super supportive, calm and gentle Slack community of fellow business owners choosing this slow, simple and spacious path to business. I share a private podcast every single Monday, giving you all the behind the scenes of my own own business. I host quarterly live planning calls. So four times a year, we jump on a live call together. I'm on live, you're in the chat and we all can plan our quarters out together. It's amazing. If I say so myself, the very best part is that it's lifetime access. So you pay for just one year's access and then you continue to get access to everything inside for as long as I run this program, which I plan to for many more years to come at no extra cost. This is the gift that keeps on giving. People tell me as soon as they join, they feel like they've got 10 times what they paid for. There's also a 15 month payment plan at no extra cost. And also for this launch, I'm continuing to um, experiment with a sliding scale pricing structure. So there's the full investment, but there's also two sliding scale tiers for your circumstances, if it makes it more accessible for you. And like I said, this is the last time to join us at this price point. The price will be increasing after this launch. My hope is that I can continue to offer sliding scale pricing. Those two tiers will also go up in price. If I do, I'm just going to reflect on the other side of this launch if it's still sustainable for me to do so. This program is awesome. If I say so myself, you can find out more through the link in the show notes. Also, the best way to find out the magic of this program is all the amazing testimonials from the members. I'm going to read one out just so you can hear from them what the magic of this program is like. This is what Ma says about your simple and spacious business. I joined Just Simple and Spacious Business. I've been a fan of Jen's work for years and I've joined in smaller offerings, always loving the outcome and what she delivers really resonates with me and helps me tremendously. Jen has helped me through getting out of nine to five jobs and rooting for me while I went self-employed. So now that I'm one year in, I felt this was exactly what I needed and I was so right. These past few months inside Just Simple and Spacious Business have truly changed the way that I approach my business vision and how I feel about my next steps. 
I've managed to stay rooted in trust and chipped away at work, even at challenging times. And I feel like there was always a resource for me, a chance to chat about it in the community or ask Jen about it in an office hour question. Many of my self-employed friends now compliment how rooted and clear my vision I am, no matter the outcome. And I truly feel that way. My favorite part of this program is definitely the vol and the weekly private podcast give me a nice little push of inspiration to keep going. And I love the quarterly live planning calls. The fact that I can access a vault of resources where pretty much every question I could possibly have in my journey has been answered thoroughly by Jen is pretty soothing to my ever so activated nervous system. If you're thinking about joining, just go for it. It's literally the hand you need while you are navigating this journey alone. The members inside create the sweetest and most supportive community and you won't feel alone in your struggles again. And ultimately, that is my biggest hope with your Simple Spacious business, that you never have to feel stuck alone or overwhelmed in your business journey ever again because me and the resources in the community will be by your side every step of the way. Enrollment opens Wednesday the 31st and there's also an awesome one-on-one bonus that's available until Friday the 2nd. If you join by Friday the 2nd you get a week of one-on-one box with me so we can send voice notes back and forth to support you in your business. You can use this at any point over the next year whenever it can be supportive for you. Like I said, this program is spectacular and awesome and gives you so much more than you pay for. That's the way I built it. I wanted it to feel like such a hell yes investment for you because it gives you more than you pay for. And it's the gift that keeps on giving because it's lifetime access. It is awesome. Follow the link in the show notes if you want to find out more and come and join us. And now let's dive into this free office hour. If you would prefer to watch it, the video does have timestamps so you can skip ahead to the questions. The link to the video will be in the show notes too. Well, let me dive in. I've got 12 beautiful questions that I dive into here. I hope something I share here can be supportive and encouraging for you. Thank you for letting me share this with you today. If you're thinking about joining us inside your Simple Spacious business, I would be so honored to welcome you. Like I said, this is the last time to join us before the price increases. This program is beautiful and supportive and calm and gentle. It really is, I think, the best thing I've ever created in my business. And yeah, I can't wait to welcome you inside if it feels like a hell yes for you. But more than anything, I hope this office hour can feel supportive for you. Also, if you have a question that you would love Sarah and I to dive into this year, do submit that for an upcoming letters episode. We are accepting new submissions for letters. Okay, let's dive into this office hour. I hope it can be supportive for you. Hello, welcome to this office hour recording. If I sound a little croaky, (laughs) I am just recovering from COVID at the moment. Thankfully, I'm testing negative, but I'm still a little croaky. Um, So yeah, that is why I may sound (laughs) a little bit under the weather. It's also why I don't have the camera on. Usually I would have the camera on in the corner, but you don't need to see me in my current state. So yeah, welcome to this office hour recording. So twice a month inside my group program, Your Simple and Spacious Business. I host these office hours. It's one of my favorite things about the program. Members tell me it's one of their favorite things too. Twice a month, they can submit questions for anything they're struggling with in their business or anything they just love encouragement and support with. I record an office hour, send it out in this recording. So members get supported through their questions, but also through listening to the answers to other people's questions. And yeah, so to give you a, a way just for me to support you right now in your business, but also give you an idea of what you could expect inside because as of this weekly letter being sent to your inbox, your Simple Spacious business will be opening for enrollment again this week on Wednesday. Early Bird is actually open right now, the day you receive this, if you would like to join us and get a 10% discount code if you want to join the waitlist to get that. But yes, um, I wanted to give you a sneak peek of what you could expect inside, but also just more than anything, dive into some questions from you. Hopefully just offer up some support and encouragement and guidance right now in your business. So let's dive into these questions. 
Um, sometimes I read out a longer question that's on my phone if I couldn't fit the whole question on the screen. And the first question I ask is the anonymous and they say, what do you do when the offer you most love and is the core message of your business is the hardest to sell? It's been launched twice as a group program with no sales and eight sales over the year as a self-study course. So I think the answer here, when I'm looking, if I was answering this question in my own business, it would depend on a few variables. I would ask myself, is it an offer problem or an audience problem? So is your audience consistently buying other offers from you? Like, does this particular offer stand out in your business ecosystem as something that isn't resonating like your other offers do? If nothing, like if that's the sign, if that's the case that most of the things are selling and this is just particularly not resonating, that's an offer problem. Whereas if nothing is selling at all and this just happens to be one of the things that's not selling and your audience isn't engaged at all, that's a sign to focus on growing and nurturing your audience. So the big question is, is this an offer problem or an audience problem? So if it's the offer that's not selling, why is it the hardest to sell? Is it that the invitation is not resonating with your audience? Do they not understand what it is? Is it the structure? Is it the pricing? Don't be afraid to ask as well. If you have an audience and they're just not engaging with this particular offer, you can survey them. You could, especially if you recently did a launch and you can see the people who clicked through, you could send a survey out to the more engaged people in your audience and just say, hey, I'm trying to decide what to do this offer moving forward. We'll love some feedback and just ask some questions about like, why didn't you buy? What questions do you have about this offer? offer why aren't you sure it's right for you you could actually get some tangible insights from them too if it's an audience problem in and of itself that is a sign to go back to marketing basics the deep dive kit part two of the deep dive kit is all about your simple and spacious marketing plan that's 100% free I will link to the deep dive kit in the email with this weekly letter because I'm going to reference it a lot um, throughout these questions that will walk you through okay how can I create a customer journey and a content plan that's going to support me to reach the right audience audience for me so if you're like actually Jen, this is an audience problem go back to your marketing basics if it's an offer problem then the que- then it's up to you what you do with it do you want to reshape the offer do you want to experiment with fresh marketing for the offer to help engage your audience do you want to take a step back from it in this season to focus on other income generating offers you say that when you launched it as a group program it didn't sell um, but you had eight sales over the year as a self-study course. Now, eight sales is not nothing over a year from a self-study course. I would also potentially get some testimonials from the people who did the self-study and see what they're saying about the program. That could hopefully help people who are on the fence around it um, understand what the value of it is. It will also help you understand in your customers' words what they, how they describe how the program supports them. That's going to give you marketing copy gold because you're going to understand it from the customer's mouth. Um, sometimes our offers just need a fresh take and a new energy. Sometimes there's just something structurally in the way you're offering it as a group program that doesn't make sense for your audience base sometimes it's just you're not making it clear what the value is um and sometimes we have to be brave enough to know what's worth fighting for and what isn't worth fighting for in our business you say that this is the offer you love the most and it's the core message of your business so it sounds like it's not something you just want to throw in the trash in terms of an offer so i think it may be it's either a question of does your audience need more nurturing to be able to sell this type of offer is it that there's just a gap between the magic of the offer and how you're sharing the magic of the of that offer and the answer may be there within the eight people who bought it as a self-study course and getting some testimonials from them in their own words is it that you want to survey your audience to get some insights into what they're actually looking for around this offer and so you can tweak it i imagine in your i imagine it's going to be a blend of the two it may be a tweaking of the offer to get it 
exactly thriving in the way you want it to for your audience and it may be more audience nurturing so that your hell yes people are going to say hell yes there's one the time when the next time you launch it you've had eight sales so it's not completely bombed like it has resonated with people and i wonder if getting some testimonials from those eight sales could give you a a boost in confidence in the offer and b in their words why they bought this offer and what they found supportive around it could hopefully helpfully hopefully 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 got myself a tongue twist there will hopefully help fuel your marketing plan for it moving forward um ask yourself these questions if it's an audience problem use the marketing part two of the deep dive kit to hopefully help support you there and if it's not an audience problem and it's an offer problem see what answers you can get from surveying your audience see what answers you can get from getting some testimonials from the eight people who bought and then see okay what makes sense with the next experiment with this offer so that it can honor my vision for it but also can honor the ways that it's actually going to resonate with my audience and support them with whatever this offer here is to support them with I'm rooting for you so much. Just so you know, every business owner has found themselves here where they, I've had it before. I've launched something in one format and it didn't resonate. And then I tweaked it and tried it in a new way and it did resonate. This is like the fun adventure of being in business. It's not a problem that can't be solved. It just takes curiosity and experimentation and the willingness to ask different questions. So I hope that helps and I'm rooting for you. Okay, our next person has asked to stay anonymous too and they say, I'm feeling a bit stuck. I accidentally started a pottery business last year. I'm currently on Etsy, but I feel like I'm making a few bits and expecting them all to sell out. I've had a few sales and positive feedback, but I'm unsure as to how to drive my business forward. I feel like I'm still a hobbyist who sells a bit, but I want to be a business that makes a living. My question is, how do I make this happen? So this is going to sound like I'm just oversimplifying it, but you become a business by treating it like a business. So my first encouragement would be to create a fun and simple business vision. Part one of the deep dive kit is all about diving into your business vision and your business model. So if you want some structure to do this, that will support you. And it's about holding space for you to ask yourself, what would it look like for me to treat this like a real business? What would a real business even look like for me? Think about your desired profit, your desired working life, your bigger picture goals. Sit down and have like a business this meeting with yourself where you say what is my business vision for this business that will in and of itself help you feel like you're not a hobbyist because you're treating it like a business and then to build on that I would gently reverse engineer your goals so take 2024 what would you love to make happen in 2024 with this business then work backwards so think about your marketing plan and how you're going to support your awesome products to reach new customers the deep dive kit part two is breaks down the entire marketing process so that's going to help you there hopefully and what's going to be your process creating new pieces are there any collections you may want to release this year and my biggest encouragement is to create quarterly monthly and weekly structures to support you as you go so every break down your yearly goals into quarterly goals and then quarter by quarter break it down into okay here is how i'm going to what i'm going to work on each month here's what i'm going to work on each week you will feel like you're at the steering wheel of this business if you are if you have a business vision that's guiding your actions and if you have a plan that's intentional with the goals that you want to reach and the way that you want to make progress in your business and i think most of all you know you say um i'm sure how to drive the business forward i think coming up with your marketing plan it doesn't have to be overwhelming keep it as simple as feels sustainable for you but i think that'll be key to helping you feel like you know how you're moving forward and the thing i want to encourage you with is expect to feel like you're making it up as you go building and running a business is messy I especially find it so helpful to think of our first year or so as our intern year. You know, I always use this metaphor, like 
a doctor doesn't expect to become a doctor within like a year but we expect ourselves to know exactly how to run our business within a month like we are finding our feet in those early years we're finding our entrepreneurial voice our entrepreneurial spirit and figuring out what works best for us so give yourself a little structure to feel focused and clear but then allow yourself to grow and play and discover them from there you'll become the business owner you want to be by treating it like a business and showing up for the business and discovering your entrepreneurial spirit as you go i really think the deep dive kit could be supportive for you so check that out if so and yeah congratulations on starting your business and i'm rooting for you so much for this next year and beyond in your work okay our next question is from megan and megan says let me just get my questions up in case it's longer how do you create a business that suits your energy needs when you're in the first year or two I feel like I'm in hustle mode and need to say yes to everything for now as I get started but it sometimes isn't my ideal type of work or way to work for example saying yes to more meetings than is ideal for me I think in the first year or two when you're kind of you know still figuring out the business and getting things in place it's okay if something feels like a compromise i think always in business we're making different types of compromises because we've always got our needs and the customer's needs and the business's needs all at play at the same time but the key thing here is you get to decide what that compromise looks like i do think it's true and it's fair to say that more ease becomes more possible for us over time i've seen that be true for me the more established my business has become the more i've been able to leverage that that for more freedom and more um, spaciousness but you also get to choose what this journey looks like for you and what you are and aren't willing to give even when we're just getting started you are allowed to set boundaries around your business growth in terms of what you're willing energy and time wise to give to it because nothing will take us out the game quite like burnout does so even if you're like hustling extremely towards your goals if it burns you out that could hold you back in your business so much more than the slow and steady route ever could I would encourage you to question that you need to say yes to everything even at the starting point the most important yes is always the yes that moves you towards your desires and goals some other yeses will just feel like momentum when in reality they don't really move the needle so whether that's saying yes to every opportunity or every um potential collaboration or every potential like all these things in my mind where we say but if I say no to this opportunity I might not get this x y or z outcome but it's being intentional with our yeses so my biggest encouragement is to be strategic with your yeses and be clear on your boundaries and energetic needs so that you don't abandon yourself be clear on what it looks like for you to show up for your business and grow your business in this season in a way that honors your humanness at the same time sometimes the most clarifying thing is i can't give more than x in terms of energy and time because if i do so i'll burn out and then my business can't thrive we are the life force of our business and it's we support our business to thrive so much more by working at a pace that works best for us rather than burning ourselves out and then feeling like we've made all this extreme progress and then having no way to sustain it because we're completely burnt out my biggest encouragement as well would be to soak up the ease that you can choose so the way that you're structuring your days the flexibility that just naturally is available to us as self-employed people the boundaries you can honor in your work create a business plan for this season that doesn't ask more of you than you're willing and able to give and be brave enough to question the ways you don't think you're allowed to choose ease for yourself too yet so i know you said that you say yes to more meetings than is ideal for me why do you say why do you feel like you have to say yes to those meetings is it because you're afraid like what's the why behind the yes is it because it truly is moving you forward towards your goals or is it because you fear that oh i don't have the right yet to set boundaries around my time or to I used to I went on this massive journey in my business where for so many years I delivered so much of my work through one-on-one calls and it's magical like 
being in that space of a client and holding that space it, obviously it was there's a reason I was, I've been booked out for so many years it's because it's a beautiful way to hold space for someone and support someone however I can have just as much impact through asynchronous delivery in terms of Voxer with my clients or doing office hours like this in my group program I still do some calls throughout the year but I found that I can have just as much impact through asynchronous delivery and allowing myself to question this belief I held that I can only do my best work on a call when I allowed myself to question that and create different deliverables in my business that were just as impactful but created more spaciousness and flexibility for me that's when I was able to build run run my business in a way that were best for me it took me more years than it should have to get to that outcome because I believed for so long that the only way to do my best work was in a one-on-one call um so question everything that you're saying question the things that you feel like you have to say yes to be brave enough to ask different questions in your business soak up the ease that you can choose um there's a difference between not doing the things that support your business to thrive in this season and and just saying yes to all the things that you're afraid that if you say no to your business can't thrive and it can take time to know the difference between the two but that would be my encouragement is to question the ways that you don't think you're allowed to choose ease for yourself and create structures within your business in terms of how you plan your work week and what you put on your workload um, and and looking at your pricing and all that good stuff I really think the deep dive kit if you haven't worked through that yet in terms of asking yourself okay what's my ideal work week what's my ideal business vision what often I find in the early years it's the gap between what the business model you want it to look like to facilitate your ideal work week and that often looks like I well I would have to charge this I would have to be able to attract this many clients and often in the early days we just don't have the audience slash word of mouth to be able to get to that point yet but you build a bridge to get there you say okay well I'll increase my prices in these increments and I will evolve my business offerings in these ways and I'll attract the right audience to me in these ways sometimes it's just knowing exactly in my mind well this is the business model that I'm working towards and the steps I'm going to take to get there gives us just the peace of mind to know that we're moving in the direction we want to go to but looking back at my own business journey there were ways I wasn't allowing myself to choose ease for myself because it hadn't been modeled to me I didn't feel safe enough to do so and I wish I could have gone back and said Jen you are safe to put your needs on the table you are safe to go at a slow and steady pace and you are safe to have boundaries it took me so long to feel safe enough to have boundaries and even now a decade in it's so nervous system activating to me but it's essential because without those boundaries I'm setting myself up for burnout so there's some things here that may be true for you that okay I'm in the early stages of my business and it's taking this push to get it up and off the ground and I'm not in a place where I can charge more or I haven't built out this audience or these offerings yet some of that may be true and that more ease will be possible for you over time but also question the things that you're telling yourself you're not allowed to choose for yourself right now when really it just takes courage and boundaries to allow yourself to choose that i hope that helps megan i'm cheering you on so much okay our next question has asked to say anonymous it's quite long so let me read this out they say i'm an artist who also operates an art gallery currently representing 17 artists including myself the gallery is entirely online and i'm its admin marketer tech person and artist client liaison the art practice is entirely non-electronic i'm a painter i started the gallery in late 2021 to create greater access to artist work because it seems like so many opportunities were shrinking i love working with the artist and the, the gallery is nowhere near to making a living for me it does contribute in a small way to the life of everyone who comes in contact with it The problem is that though I'm very committed to the gallery, it takes a lot of energy and time and I think my art practice has suffered because of that. I don't have an illness, but at 74 years of age, I don't have as much energy 
I energy as time as I did when I was 40. So if I don't control resource expenditure around the gallery, the resources I need for my artwork just aren't there. There seems to be far too many occasions when this is exactly what's happening. I don't want to give up the gallery and I cannot give up the art and the gallery isn't making enough money for me to hire someone to do any of it. I admire your decision and the steps you've taken to make more space in your life and I want the same for myself. Any ideas of how to do that would be very much appreciated. Okay, let me have a quick drink. Also, I just want to say amazing what you've built for yourself. Like just um beautiful here. This this gallery that you've built and the ways that it's supporting other artists. It sounds amazing. Here's my encouragement. I would encourage you to start with your desires and your non-negotiables. So what do you want and need to be true for you in this season? What space do you, it's so easy for the things that we do for other people to take precedent over the things we want to do for ourselves and our own creative practice. Like what space do you desire for your own art practice in this season? Get as specific as it feels supportive to do so. The things we do for others will often take over the things we desire for ourselves unless we very intentionally protect that space. Also, I think an, a powerful question would be what energy does feel sustainable for you to give to the gallery each week and month? Sounds like right now you're just responding, and this is very, of course, this is what's happening because this is what we always do is you're responding to the needs of the gallery. Um, and the only way to get back at the steering wheel is to actually get back at the steering wheel and take back control. I would even get really specific here and outline your ideal week month. So what time would you protect for that, for your art practice in say your ideal week or month? What time would you protect for your life outside of the gallery and your art? What time would you be willing to give to the gallery? The only way to control the energy you give to the gallery is to be very specific and bounded in what you're willing to give. And then I think the only really next step is to start to live your ideal week and month out loud. So what does it look like to give to the only give to the gallery, the time and energy that you said in your ideal week or month that you're willing to give? And what would the consequences be? So would some things not get done? Would some things not get done as much as you usually would? Would some things have to be compromised in terms of deliverables? Are those consequences worth it? for you to have the space you desire for your art we're never going to have enough life minutes to do everything that we want to do so it's on us to choose boldly anyway how we want to use our life minutes and be okay with the things that can't be done because of the things we're choosing to get done there is no easy answer here for you so i would look at what you want and need to be true for you in this season get really specific with what that looks like on a weekly monthly basis and then experiment with well what would it look like to only give the time to the gallery that i'm willing to give to it on a weekly monthly basis what potentially has to be done less of what can't get done what is the compromise here there probably is going to be a compromise but is that compromise worth it to you so that you can have space for your art so that you can have space for the things outside of your work that matter to you it's probably not going to be possible to do every single thing you want to do here um so this is where i would start choose the consequences and the compromises that still honor the life you want to live and the work that you want to bring into the world. Um, this is where I would start. I think there's no easy answer here. I think you've got to get stuck into this bit and see what comes to be true for you and then see what decisions you make from that insight you're going to get. I hope that helps. Um, it's amazing. That sounds a bit like it's amazing what you've built. And I hope this process could help you move forward into this next chapter in a way that honors what needs to be true for you too. Okay. Sylvia says, my question is about prioritizing. I need to have a visual timeline of what to do first based on what I need for the next step. You taught me to take it from the result and work backwards, but how do you select the many goals and decide which one must be the priority and become the project and which one has to wait in line? 
okay, this is where I think we have to sit in the CEO role of our business because making an intentional decision is often our most important job. Most of us have more things we want to do than we have time to do in the time, in like the order we want to do it. And sometimes we have to make the decision that makes the most sense for our business. So sometimes it's like, okay, I have to prioritize the project that's going to generate the revenue I need. And sometimes we have to trust our instincts and say, well, this is a project that I feel inspired by. So this is the one that I want to let lead the way. There is never a perfect right decision to make. We have to sit in that CEO role where we're making intentional decisions, whatever feels right to us. If I have lots of competing projects, I try and piece the bigger picture of them all together so if if i can say like okay this is the order i'm going to work through them at and this is the pace that i'm going to be sustainable for me to do so i at least can be feel more peace knowing that i'm going to pause something to prioritize something else my job most of all when i have competing projects and need to find focus and prioritize is to just not get stuck in the overwhelm and instead find a focus path forward like i said there is rarely a right decision that the best decision is always a decision that keeps us moving forward with intention we can rarely do all the things we want to do straight away and that's okay we have to make a plan that makes sense to us and then move forward with intention and we can always reroute when we want to we could start on the path of working on one project get an intuitive hit that we want to reroute onto something else and that okay but in terms of how do we prioritize what to work on next and what has to wait in line this is my process for doing so looking at the bigger picture making the decision from the most intentional place i have to in that moment whether that's from a revenue point of view or from a growth point of view or from a creative fulfillment point of view whatever needs to be at the steering wheel in that season and i at least find peace in seeing the order that i can do everything even if it's going to be a long road and i just trust that i've just got to make the decision that keeps me moving forward with intention i hope that helps sometimes it's just sitting down in that ceo role and saying like i've got to make a decision here what's the most intentional decision to make and then owning that decision and knowing that we can reroute as and when we want and need to along the way too i hope that helps sylvia okay dallas says let me get that question. I'd like to know more about marketing. I run a homeschool subscription service and sell math guides, but I'm never sure how to get that information out to the right people. I'm also really small um, and I don't have a lot of extra time. Okay, let's just simplify marketing. I think sometimes we're like, I need to do marketing and that feels really big and scary. And really, it's just how we make it easy for people to discover our work and buy from us. So I break it down into four stages. First is discover. So this is how your customers can find you. So whether that's through your content, Google searches, ads, a myriad of ways that they can discover you. Then the next two stages are diving deeper and nurture. So for your website and ongoing content, you give them a way to dive deeper into what you do and then to nurture that relationship. For most of us, that's going to look like an email newsletter and then you put your lights on so this is when you can sell and share what they can buy for a business like yours where you're selling um like homeschooling subscription service and maths guides you'll be doing that like both for your website and how you're saying like this is what's available but then also for your ongoing nurture content so putting your lights on for your email list or your social media channels in terms of how to simplify um your marketing plan um reverse engineer your ideal customer so where are they paying attention where are they searching for the resources that you have available for them are they googling are they watching homeschooling influencers are they listening to podcasts about homeschooling are they connecting in homeschool communities this tells you where to get in front of them luckily for you i think the homeschool community will be one that is quite simple to get in front of because it's such a engaged community like people who are homeschooling are actively looking for support and resources to support them and there's you know there's facebook groups there's online communities there's 
so much home homeschooling advice on youtube there's so people googling for it like thankfully your audience are actively searching for this support my biggest encouragement is to create your customer journey the deep dive kit is going to hold your hand through this it goes the whole part two of the deep dive kit is all about marketing and your customer journey so this is hopefully going to simplify the marketing process for you and hold space for you to outline how you want to connect with your ideal customers and build a simple and effective marketing plan for your business too there's no point me going into all the depth here because it is all there in part two of the deep dive kit so that is my biggest encouragement for you Della go get the deep dive kit it's 100% free it'll be in this email with this weekly letter and with this office hour um dive into part two and basically all you need to do is map out your customer journey how you're going to make it easy for your people to find you how you're going to give make it easy for them to dive deeper nurture them and then put your lights on so that they can buy the awesome things that you have available for them to support them in their homeschooling journey i hope that helps Della. let me have a quick drink okay next question is from bianca and bianca says I have a question about vulnerability. At this point, I feel the way forward is to be very open with my work, building my business, sharing behind the scenes and my health. My question is twofold. How frequent should one be with that? As in, I imagine that it's a good idea to intersperse this with some more descriptive jewelry trap chat. In part for me, I don't want to be vulnerable all the time and I'm sure people don't want to hear it all the time. And secondly, where do you think that belongs? Blog, Substack, Instagram, a bit on each. I don't want to put off the people who are interested, who aren't interested, but I do want to draw the people who are so that hopefully I can build a more engaged audience and find my people. Any thoughts and tips would be greatly appreciated. So there is no one size fits all answer to this question. Our vulnerability, I truly believe, is a sacred thing to share like there is no formula for doing this it is a gift to be vulnerable and share deeper pieces of ourselves through our work you get to decide what that looks like for you and what your comfort zone is too it's a muscle ultimately that you will build to for you to see what feels right for you in your business and what you want to share I think a more powerful question here is what do I want to share what pieces of your story do you want to share more through your work what stories and ideas and lessons learned and behind the scenes do you want to share frequency is less of a question you can define because it's got to come down to what you want to share and when you want to share it as for where it belongs that's also up to you you may find it helpful to outline your content ecosystem here so the different places that you share content and what specific job you're giving to each so perhaps what you'll find is that it makes more sense to share more of the human stuff on your Substack and your instagram and then more of the business stuff through the newsletter for example so i would outline your different content channels and kind of give them each a job um, so for me, for example, I share a lot more of the human stuff, I would say, over on my Substack. And I, I still share quite a lot of like human behind the scenes through the newsletter and through my podcast. But I definitely share more of like the messy middle human stuff over my Substack and also over my podcast my other podcast letters from a hopeful creative sarah and i have more business bestie chats on that so i kind of um but the in terms of vulnerability i don't even think of it as like i'm gonna be vulnerable today it's more if i have a story i want to share or an insight i want to share i share it and it kind of makes sense to me when i have an idea what fits in which content channel because i kind of know what the job of each content channel is so that would be my encouragement think about what it is you want to share think about your content ecosystem and what the job of each content channel is for you that will hopefully illuminate these are stories i want to share and this is how i think these stories fit into my content ecosystem and where i want to share them and then it's sitting in the doing of it and building the muscle and see what feels good to you that's where the magic will happen from so i hope that helps i'm cheering you on so much okay jillian says let me read out jillian's question 
I'm in a phase of entrepreneurial burnout, having worked like crazy in the three months leading up to Christmas. I'm really inspired by your messaging around working less, but achieving more and would love advice around routines and habits that help you maximize your productivity in less hours. I need to stop working 50 hours. So honestly, it all starts in my business foundations. The only reason it's possible for me to work part-time hours is because I built my business this way. When my business was shaped differently in the other years, I definitely put in 50 hour weeks. It was harder for me to work smarter, not harder because how my business was shaped was asking something unsustainable of me. So if your business is asking too much of you i'd always encourage you to start with your foundations the deep dive kit i told you i was going to mention the deep dive kit a lot in this video part one of that is going to hold space for you to look at your business vision and your business model the biggest lesson i've learned is all the productivity hacks in the world mean nothing if our business foundations are shaped in a way that burnout is at the heart of our business model the biggest evolution i had to make in my business was remove burnout from my business foundations and reshape my business in a way that put my humanness and my needs at the center of it um so that nothing was asking more of me than i was willing or able to give so um i would definitely encourage you to look at part one of the deep dive kit and look at your business vision and your business model and how that can be shaped in a way that honors the pace that you want to work at in terms of practical ways that i support myself to work smarter not harder my quarterly planning process is really the anchor to that so i take sorry oh couldn't catch my breath then recovering from covid like i said okay so taking a quarter at a time is really key for me i map out my goals and my focus and my workload over the quarter i actually do this every single quarter inside your simple and spacious business we do a live call together every quarter we plan out our quarters together i do this because it is such an essential piece of my how i run my business and how i plan my time in a really intentional way so I take a quarter at a time I get really clear on my goals and focus and workload then I break that down into monthly and weekly plans in a way that and I adjust it if it's not sustainable it helps me manage my workload and organize my time in a way that is sustainable and focused I would be completely lost without this routine um quarterly planning is essential for me um so that basically on a weekly basis i'm not making up on a weekly basis what i have to work on my quarterly planning process has mapped it out for me i've mapped my work weeks out in a way that is sustainable with the time and energy i have available and there's always a little bit of breathing room so for example i've had covid this past week i had to take most of the week off some work had to get moved around but because i build breathing room into my workload to expect the unexpected it wasn't that disruptive to have to shift some things around so quarterly planning is a key essential step for me and that allows me to get into a deep workflow on work days because past me has decided how I'm using my working hours on working days. I just get stuck straight into the work and make my way through that day's to-do list. There's really not a lot of space for procrastination for me. I have very limited work hours and energy because I'm a working mother and I have a chronic illness and I've decided in advance exactly how I'm going to use my working hours. And that really makes a difference. Obviously, some things get shifted and evolved or something might come up, but I am able to get into a deep flow of work on work days because my quarterly planning process has told me in advance how I basically feel like the employee of my business on my work days because the CEO version of me has made a plan for the employee version of me to sit down and get the work done. But it all ultimately comes back to the fact that my business foundations are shaped in a way to make this possible. A few years ago, before I made the big evolutions I've made in recent years, my business foundations were not shaped in a way that I could work in this way. My my offerings were shaped to ask more of me than I could sustainably give anymore so i had to make this big evolution and the deep dive kit will hold space for you to dive deeper into that if that's the support you need to and there's also space in the deep dive kit to think about your ideal work week and what it would look like to work in a way that works best for you too so definitely dive into that if that can be supportive for you
Okay, let me grab another drink. Kate says, my word of the year is collaborate for two reasons. The first, that I have become very lonely within my business. And the second, because I'm craving more connection and community with my work. I would love tips for finding the confidence to make the connections and also practical advice for how best to reach out. For example, should I send an email, put together examples of my work and post out a package? Many thanks for considering my question. I think the most important thing here is being clear on what the connections are that you crave. It's like, what does community mean to you in this season? Are you looking for business besties? Are you looking for a group of people to bounce ideas of? Are you looking for people to collaborate with? Get super clear on what you're seeking first. I think this will then ground you into your next steps and fuel brave and bold decisions to honor these desires. I think confidence only truly comes from the doing. You're going to feel really nervous at first and that's okay. We can do scary things. The muscle of confidence will grow the more you do it. If you're clear on your why and confident in how you want to experiment with the how, that's enough of a place to get moving forward from and it'll be so important to celebrate your courage too. I think the practicalities are going to depend on the context. If it's someone to collaborate with, a package of examples of your work could be a great way to do so. If it's someone you want to make a personal connection with, a friendly email or DM could be a great place to start. There is no right or wrong answer here. What feels aligned and energizing for you is always going to be the best place to start and I also think telling yourself I don't have to make the perfect right next step to here there is no perfect right next step if connection is your desire this year get clear on what that looks like for you get clear on the steps you want to take next celebrate your brave and bold steps and learn from what feels good and what doesn't and just go for it honor your desires um trust that there's no right or wrong way to do so and trust that it's okay if it takes time to build that momentum with the connections you crave too i think it's beautiful that you're putting this desire on the table i'm cheering you on so much of it and i hope that can be supportive okay querian says and i hope i am pronouncing your name correctly there please forgive me if not you say um, I became a mom in June 2023 and momentarily struggling with the work I'd like have to do and have the time I have available. I'm a pre and postnatal yoga teacher, birth educator, and in the future would love to coach my mamas during pregnancy and postpartum. As my little one is on the waiting list for daycare, I'm home with her for four days a week. I teach three evenings per week and teach free classes on Fridays as that's Papa's Day. During the week, I use my daughter's naps to do some of my work, creating my classes, creating content, doing mail, admin, etc. But it's rather stressful and chaotic. I feel unfocused. My time is going to the must-dos and there's none left for creative work and even the must-dos don't get finished. Instead of being dependent on my studio classes, I would move more towards the online space to record online classes and create online programs. Also, I wish to focus more on one-on-one work as I love working one-on-one and it allows me to earn more. Eventually, all with two goals, being able to keep spending my daughter, keep spending time with my daughter and family in the evening and opening up my schedule to travel more, which is hard to do with fixed classes. And you would love to hear my thoughts. It feels really hard right now because it actually really is. Like without robust robust childcare and even sometimes with robust childcare, like just being a parent, our time and energy is limited course it feels chaotic right now you are running your business in extremely limited time and you are doing the best you can right now and for that you should be so proud it won't always feel this hard hopefully soon once you'll have daycare in place you will have more space to a lean into more ease but also take more intentional action towards these future goals why i'm not worried about you the really good news here is you have a really clear business vision for what you desire next hold on to that the fact that your business vision is so clear and you know what you want to do and how you're going to do it that's proof that you're going to make it happen and i also think for me when i was in the season where i knew what the evolution was i wanted to make my business but i was just 
just didn't have the capacity to do so because I had a little baby and I had my business to run. The thing that helped me was continuing to spend time with that business vision, like breaking it down into my next steps and seeing how I'm going to bridge the gap between where I am now and where I wanted to be, even if I knew it was going to take me a long time, even though I knew I had to go slowly, seeing the next steps and reminding myself that I will get there and that what I desired next was possible for me is what helped me stay the course during that more chaotic earlier season with my kid um so that would be my biggest encouragement is trust that you are going to get there hold on to your vision and then trust that you'll make more progress soon when your daughter starts daycare you will be able to take action towards your bigger business vision obviously something we could explore here is okay structurally right now is there anything you can put in place that would make managing your business and your time more supportive right now um i haven't gone there with my answer to you because i think sometimes it is literally just you know you're home with your daughter four days a week you're teaching in the evenings three evenings per week and you teach three classes on fridays you have a lot on your plate you're getting a lot done right now this is a childcare sticking point because expecting ourselves to mother like we don't work and work like we don't mother is an insane expectation we put on ourselves once you have childcare in place, you are just going to be able to hit the ground running as you know exactly what you want to do next for your business. In the interim, you can do a time audit to see if there's space to take action now. But if not, that's okay. The space is coming. You have your vision. You have your plan. The Maybe the most supportive thing right now in this season is to do the work you've got to do and take care of yourself so that you're not completely burning out and losing steam and just losing the stamina that a business asks of us especially when there's a big pivot on the table for you here i'm not worried about you you have sounds like you have a beautiful vision for this next chapter of your work your biggest issue here is childcare. sounds like you're on a waiting list hopefully that's going to come into place for you um you will make progress soon and perhaps there's more space to make some now do a time audit and see like okay is there anything else i can do here but it sounds like you're pretty busy to me and you're already bouncing a lot so i don't want to put any pressure on you here with this answer that if i was just managing my time better i would be getting more done because you're already doing a lot and you're doing amazing and you got to keep taking care of you the good news is you know where you're going next you have a plan, you have a vision. Once you have childcare, you will have more time to take that action. The future that you desire for yourself is coming for you. It's going to be so possible. That is my biggest encouragement for you. Spend time with that business vision, get clear on, like live in the business vision of like, this is what I want to go to next. This is Even if the thing you do now is you make the plan so that you know when you have more childcare, exactly what you'll be doing next. And potentially you can take little steps towards it in pockets of time you find now. But that is my biggest encouragement. It's a lot. It is a lot to raise a kid. It is a lot to run a business at the same time. It is a lot to t- do it without robust childcare. You are doing amazing. You are doing the best you can. The good stuff is coming. You're going to get there. It's just a particular season right now. And that is my encouragement to you. I hope that helps. Okay, our last question today is from Shandria. I really hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, wait, no, I'm wrong. That's the second last question. <laughs> Sandra says hi Jen I'm currently making most of my sales in person but as you can expect it takes a ton of time and energy I'm currently working to grow my web sales and wholesale revenue and having trouble crafting my messaging around the problem my products solve I'm selling loose leaves tea bitters and macrame home goods all made by hand by me in person I can explain the products give them a sample and answer any questions that come up my products are about helping people savor a moment create slowness to unwind and enjoy something tasty delightful and maybe unexpected do I talk about these feelings 
the ones you have after you've solved your problem or do I speak to the problem itself stress busyness boredom chaos discomfort I feel like I'm having trouble finding the right words to encompass the entire brand I realize I'm probably overthinking it and let my feelings on marketing get in the way do you have any tips here my question for you is what if your products don't have to solve a problem because the invitation sounds like the most beautiful thing it doesn't sound to me that when you're selling your products in person tell me if I'm wrong are you actually talking about the problem itself because you say like I can explain the products give them a sample answer questions you're more sharing the beautiful invitation of how your products help people save for a moment create slowness enjoy something tasty and delightful people don't just buy things for solving problems they buy for delight and joy and experience too I wonder if if you take the need to solve a problem off the table you can focus more on what the invitation is and bring more of the energy that you bring in person to your digital presence I wonder if it would be helpful for you to find examples of invitation marketing that you love. So brands that focus on the joy, delight, invitation of their products instead of tapping into pain points and solving a problem. Think about the brands you love to buy from in this arena and what marketing copy of theirs you like. Show your business brain that it doesn't have to be problem focused if you don't want it to. Sorry, let me take a quick drink. And I would sit with the experiment of writing invitation based copy instead what sales copy would embody the beautiful invitation of your products you've already shared great words here savor a moment create slowness to unwind of course you can highlight the struggles that these can help with if you want to but you can also just highlight the experience and the invitation if you prefer think about how you communicate so wonderfully the value of these products in person how can you bring more of that language more of that messaging more of that invitation into your sales copy just play with your call i wonder if just taking the the box of i must have problem solving copy if you just remove that and allow yourself to play with copy and start with version one and see where it takes you it doesn't sound to me like trying to solve a problem with your copy is keeping is getting you moving forward so I would think more about what's the invitation I want to make? How do I want to share the magic and beauty of these products? How do I want someone to understand how it can become a delightful part of their daily routine? And look for examples of people writing copy like this that, that really inspires you so that you can show your business brain that it is possible for you. You may even find that working with a copywriter um, or a brand messaging could be really powerful for you here it's, it, it's okay if we don't have every single skill that we need in our business and you may find it helpful to get an extra pair of eyes on this but I think potentially just taking off the need to solve a problem with your marketing copy could crack wide open here making a beautiful invitation for your marketing copy those are my thoughts I hope that helps okay our last question is asked to stay anonymous and you say i'm wondering where do i start as i'm recovering from burnout but my business is still running as usual as if i'm at top speed but i'm not i want to stop feeling like i'm always catching up so i'm consciously trying to shift things in my business to be at a more steady pace but how do you make those shifts when your clients are so used to being to you being on all the time and you just can't sustain that pace anymore you are allowed to evolve how you show up for your business that is my biggest encouragement for you practically i'm curious is the issue that the way your services are shaped or is it the way that you feel like you have to show up for them if it's structural like if it's in terms of your your availability and the capacity you're taking on that's the place to start in terms of evolving the structural the ways that your business is shaped in terms of your deliverability however 
if it's your own internal boundaries, this is an opportunity to just reset them for you and your clients. It may feel uncomfortable, but it will be worth it. So it might look like re-communicating your boundaries with clients, adjusting your response times, for example, depending on what your deliverables are. It may be an adjustment, but trust that you know best how to deliver your best work. It may also even look like evolving who your ideal client is too, if your current client base expects something unsustainable. Um, it all may be uncomfortable in the evolution, but it will be worth it. Worth it. Your nervous system is learning safety in a slower pace right now and not always perhaps responding straight away, perhaps not checking emails at evenings and weekends or weekends or whatever this has looked like for you. It's okay for it to take time to feel safe for you to run your business in this slower way. You're still allowed to make the decisions you want and need to make and grow into these new boundaries in your work. We recover from burnout by promising ourselves to never go back to that place again and by looking at the ways that we need to build a burnout free business in terms of the way that we shape our offerings in terms of our boundaries the deep dive kit is here for you if that can support you to kind of hone in your business vision and your um your boundaries and your routines and just the way your business is structured but if you're currently looking at if it's not exactly if you actually have access to all the space all the boundaries you need you're just not in the muscle of honoring those boundaries that looks like resetting those boundaries and kind of saying well if I don't want to reply to emails in the weekends but clients are used to that it's just saying well that's not actually what's in the contract to reply to emails at weekends so I'm just going to reset the boundaries now you may lose some people along the way if they're expecting you to stick to those communication styles but that's okay because they were always going to expect you to commit to those communication styles and you your nervous system is learning safety in a slower pace and it starts with you and the communication boundaries that you stick to and that you establish with your clients um it's going to feel uncomfortable but it is going to be worth it and if there's anything structural look at the structural but if it's also just your own internal boundaries it's giving yourself permission to shift things to work better for you um, and reset those boundaries I hope that helps and if anything structural hopefully the deep dive kit can support you with that too okay those are all of our questions today I hope there was something in here that was supportive for you like I said I do these office hours twice a month inside your simple spacious business and there's many times if this was a your simple and spacious business office hour I would be saying okay and then there's this resource inside the community that you can dive deeper in or you can come into our slack community and like share that copy that you want to play around with or share these boundaries that you're struggling with or share this business idea that you want more um support with or share that this is the collaborations or community that you're looking for right now so if you're looking for even more support and connection and guidance in your business journey your simple and spacious business may be exactly what you're looking for it is pretty magical inside if I say so myself as of this weekly letter going out to you this office hour early bird enrollment is now open if you want to get 10% off and if you want to there's also an um a one-on-one coaching bonus as well enrollment officially opens on wednesday and the coaching bonus will be available until friday so join the waitlist if you want to save 10% off look out for enrollment opening on wednesday if you want to come inside and join us this enrollment will be the last time to join us at this price point before the price is increasing after this enrollment to reflect all of the resources that keep being added inside. This enrollment, I'm still experimenting with a sliding scale pricing structure to hopefully help make this program more accessible. After this enrollment, I am going to reflect on the other side if it's still sustainable for me to offer sliding scale pricing moving forward. If so, all tiers will be increasing in price in alignment with the 
the price increase um but yeah my hope is that i can still off the sliding scale moving forward but i just have to reflect if it is sustainable for me to do so but yeah this program is wonderful inside you get lifetime you pay for one fee you either can pay it in full or you can pay it over 15 month payment plan no extra cost you get lifetime access to this program inside there are coaching session modules on topics such as marketing and boundaries and all the good like launching a program like all the good stuff for running a business in a sustainable and simple and intentional way there are twice monthly office hours quarterly live planning calls a vault of courses and programs for you to dive into at your own pace a slack channel a slack community that's really supportive and gentle and calm this program is a private podcast every week too where I share all the behind the scenes of my own business journey this program is amazing if I say so myself um spaces are limited each enrollment so that we can continue to keep our community a calm and gentle space I would love for you to come and join us if it feels like a hell yes for you but more than anything I hope this free office hour can be supportive for you and encouraging for you. Like I said, the deep dive kit, which is 100% free, I will link to that if you want to dive deeper into building and running your own simple and spacious business. I hope you're having an awesome day. Thank you to everyone who submitted questions and yeah, we will speak soon. I really hope a question in this office hour recording was supportive and encouraging for you. Like I said, I host these twice a month, every single month inside your Simple and Spacious business. It's one of my favorite ways to support the members inside. Before I sign off, I'm going to read you one more testimonial if you're thinking about joining us inside, because the best way to know if it's the right fit for you is to hear what the other awesome humans inside have to say about it. So this is what Krista says. After the pandemic, I was feeling tired and burnt out trying to balance young kids and client work during lockdowns without support. The path I was on was no longer sustainable or fulfilling. I've wanted to work one-on-one with Jen for a long time, but our time zones and limited schedules would make it a challenge. Your Simple and Spacious business came at the right time as I needed guidance and an outside perspective and I loved that Jen had built a thriving business on limited time and energy, which is what I desired too. I love that inside your Simple Spacious business, we can ask specific questions about our business, either in the Slack community or Jen's office hours. Jen asks thoughtful questions to get you thinking in the right direction and provides so many helpful resources to support you in your journey. My favorite part of being in this program is Jen's support and guidance as someone who truly embodies her work and models what it means to have a simple and spacious business that might look different from everybody else, but is successful yet sustainable. I also like having access to Jen in an affordable way and being part of a like-minded community of honest, mindful solopreneurs. Jen has a gentle way of sharing her teachings and showing you how to build a simple and spacious business without boxing you into something that isn't right for you. If you're feeling out of alignment with your business and you need a supportive space to work out your ideas, ask questions and have a space to keep you accountable, join your simple and spacious business. It's something I reference weekly in my work as everything Jen creates inspires me to follow my own path. Jen is very generous with her teachings and support and your Simple and Spacious business is a great space to find deeper clarity in what you want and how you want your business to look and feel. She's truly the best. So like I said, this program is magical. Enrollment is now open until Friday the 9th of February. This is the last time to join us at this price. There's an awesome one-on-one box bonus if you join by Friday the 2nd. I would love to welcome you inside. More than anything though, I hope that this show can continue to support you this year. Do submit any questions, any letters if you'd love us to dive into one this year. I hope this office hour was supportive for you and I hope you have an awesome day ahead. 